Hey, Sprinters, welcome to The Sprints with Carl and Jamie, where we will give you a sprint of life and fun. Food, fashion, travel, whatever comes to our minds. Let's get into it. Welcome, Spritzers. We are back. We have the wonderful and the fabulous Wendy Roach, who is a plus-size model, author, public speaker, volunteer, doctorate student, and a regional director at a top five healthcare company in the United States. I don't know how she does all of these things, but Wendy, <laughs> welcome. Yay, Wendy. I'm exhausted just listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is a little bit exhausting, a little bit exhausting, <laughs> but life is about creating memories and I want to create as yes. many memories as possible. So if there's something that I want to do or I want to enjoy, or then I go for it and worry about sleeping later. <laughs> awesome. We love that. Hey, Spritches. So our moose bouche today is from Breads and Bakery at Bryant Park. You know I love some Bryant Park. Oh, my God. This thing is so good. So we're having a sesame seed small handheld roll with egg and cheese, provolone cheese to be exact. And it is just divine and so tasty. So if you're in New York City, go visit Bread and Bakery at Bryant Park. Wendy, so nice to see you again. I know we ran into each other during Fashion Week in September of last year. You look stunning as always. Oh, thank you. One of the things I'm really interested in is your whole pageant life. One of my stepdaughters actually was the Miss Teen for Gastonia several years ago and got to compete in the North Carolina level. So we got an introduction to the pageant world, but (laughs) you are at the top of the pageant world. So please tell us about that. Yes. So it is funny how it originally started. I was looking to make some new friends because all my friends are married. They all have children. And I found myself in this curious situation because they never wanted to do it, <laughs> never wanted to do anything. They're like, I've got to do stuff this weekend with the kids and I've got to go here. She, and everybody would always say, oh, you're so lucky you're not married and you don't have kids. And at the same time, I was like, you have no idea how lonely it could be. Mm. And so I said, you need to change the dynamic for yourself. So I started to strategize because I use strategy Mm -hmm. in business. I'm going to use it in in my personal life as well. Smart. And I said, what can I do to make some new friends, do things that I enjoy and love to do, that I'm passionate about, and meet women with similar interests? And that's how I actually segued into pageantry, because uh, I wanted to make new friends with women who also enjoyed the glamour and the runway work and and also fashion and volunteer service and humanitarian efforts. So I said, well, pageantry ticks all those boxes. Yeah. I competed for Miss Illinois in 2016. And then I had gone to America and I was number 11. I almost made the top 10. Wow. Wow. And I was meeting new friends and in there, they talk about a sisterhood and pageantry. And there really is this bond that you share with other women because you have similar interests. And so mm-hmm. I still have very dear friends from that first pageant. So fast forward to 2019 and I'm back as a delegate at large. I take 
America, Miss Plus Intercontinental with the Miss Plus World Organization. And then, wow, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't so bad. I could, I can maybe do this, right? (laughs) I could maybe win Miss World, right? Yes. So I'm like, okay, Miss Plus World, here we come. And so I ended up competing in Miss Plus World and I won the title for women over 35, which it's Fabulous. the title for women over 35 is Miss Plus World is Miss Plus Intercontinental. They give us the longer title. We're closer to senality, but yet we've got the long title, right? So <laughs> I've been, I've been, I was writing that for a couple of years and it was really wonderful experience. It was life-changing experience for the fact that I had an opportunity to do something that really challenged me personally. It takes a lot to stand up on a stage and answer a question that you're just got to fly by the seat of your pants on and yeah. quick thinking and stuff like that. And and to not be intimidated, I guess, by other women that you are competing against. And I've been to so many fabulous places. I know Carl and I have spoken about the fact that I've been to Korea as a part oh of my God. whirlwind tour. I've been to the Bahamas. I've been to Trinidad and Tobago. I've been to yeah. all these wonderful countries. And I did rain during a pandemic. So I did a lot of podcasts internationally. I did a lot of interviews internationally. And it was kind of, it was really fun and interesting and taught me so much more about myself Yeah, when I was just going to meet new friends. That's amazing. Well, it's interesting that you went to Trinidad, Tobago, because Carl and I are always saying that this podcast comes full circle. And our second guest was from where, Carl? Trinidad and Tobago, Chef Arlene. Ah, shout <laughs> out. That's awesome. Yes. That's so funny. Everybody was so kind down in Trinidad and Tobago, and, and they were like, come back, come back, come back for the yeah. carnival. You've, we've got the best carnival out of all the islands. It's us. Come back to here. <laughs> so, Wendy. Yes. You have so much that you do. And I was reading over your bio, which is like, a book. There's so pages much, long. Pages long. I mean, like. Show one page resume for Wendy, people. <laughs> no. A podcast series is needed just for Wendy. <laughs> but I was reading that you are a regional director at a top five healthcare yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Also, while reading, I wanted to know what was the feeling you had when you detected brain cancer while performing an ultrasound? I was actually really struggling at the time that I was doing my my clinicals on do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Do I want to, you know, because dealing with the patients, they train you to be a physician when you're doing ultrasound Mm -hmm. exams. And the reason for that is because if you don't take a picture of it, when you're scanning the patient, the radiologist isn't going to be able to read it. So you have to be more in that extra cautious thought. And to me, I was, oh my gosh, what if I make a mistake? What if I miss something? And so Mm -hmm. I was kind of struggling internally with that at the time. And what I ended up doing is I was doing a carotid exam on a patient and on your carotid over on your neck, it actually, um, what they call bifurcates. So it splits into two. One will actually fan to the face and one actually fans to the back to the head for these arteries and things. Mm-hmm. And so I had a habit of going beyond that bifurcation, that split. And I saw something 
on the screen. And I was like, these are enlarged lymph nodes. This isn't right. This, mm. this patient shouldn't have these. So I, I marked it down, but I put a question on it. The radiologist comes to me and uh, about two days later, and he says to me, I know you've been struggling on whether or not you should do this, but I've got to tell you the quality of your exams is in- exceptional. Wow. And I know you may not think that you're making a difference, but what did you see in this exam? And I said, you know, I think it was in large lymph nodes. He goes, absolutely, you're right. As a result of your exam, I sent this patient for a brain scan. You just detected her brain cancer. Congratulations. Wow, now get goodness. out of my office. Don't question yourself again. Oh, my God. I just wrote that down. And that patient is here because of you, Wendy. That's got to be a humbling feeling. You know, it. it is. I, I realized that I could truly make a difference to somebody's life. And that then started my new legacy of trying to really help people around the world any way that I can, whether it's yeah. through doing ultrasound exam to the best of my ability or speaking at an event, just even common interaction with people. You never know what your impact can be with somebody. And I'm really looking to leave a legacy in my life. Unfortunately, at this point, I'm still not married. I still don't have children. And I needed to change the dynamic for me on how I could leave my legacy behind. That's so powerful. So not that I don't want to be married and have kids. I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) Well, I could tell you I have kids and you have no control over what that legacy is going to be, Wendy. So she goes. Just keep that in mind. I mean, Wendy, it's it's just so awesome and powerful to hear you mm-hmm. say these things. You're facing your reality, but you're yeah. facing it with so much positivity, still knowing that it can change at any given time. Absolutely. But you're still going to live in this amazing moment, building a legacy based off of reality. I think it's that's so amazing, and kudos to you. When my father passed away at the age of 61, I realized, unfortunately, at this big cost, you know, the the death of my father, I I realized that life is really, truly about creating those memories with the people that you love and, and sharing those adventures. And it's not about the collecting of stuff. Yeah. Because after you're gone, all that stuff can potentially become meaningless to somebody else. Like I have a friend that mm. collects little little creepy creepy figurines. I only know, I call them <laughs> creepy because they look real, really weird. She collects these creepy figurines. Whenever something happens to her, I was like, you better put on the bottom of those a label of like who it's going to because everybody's going to be looking at it. What are we supposed to do with these things? <laughs> I love so that. So it, it really became a cocooning phase to, to go to the next thing for myself. It looks like you have had lots of phases in your life, but it's amazing to me, Wendy, how you layer them. So from everything that I've seen about you, it's not like you go from thing to thing, but you just keep adding more things to what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a habit. 
you know, I started working in healthcare 20 years ago. I started out as a registrar in the emergency department. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to get an ultrasound degree because I think the clinical realm would be fun. So now I'm doing two things as a split. So Oof. like you said, layering. And then I said, well, you know, I need to have more fun because I'm working all the time. And so then it came the pageantry. And then it goes into the modeling because if you do pageantry, you're going to be doing fashion shows and yeah. doing other shoots and stuff like that. So then I kind of morphosized into that. And so you just pick it up and put it down whenever you get to that next road <laughs> that you're going to. <laughs> uh, we all know that you are a wonderful, fabulous model. But oh, thank I you. was looking at Instagram and you just had this amazing experience with the top model, Coco Rocha, as a guest of her model masterclass. Can you dig into that and tell us about it? I had wanted to work with somebody for a while to fine tune and to kind of correct because everything that I've been learning has been pageantry based and fashion mm -hmm. is different than pageantry. And I, I want to make the transition. Here we go. Here's another fork in the road. I want to make the transition <laughs> more over to the fashion industry. I've won my a world title. And so I looked for something that would ensure that I could really get exceptional skill-based and taught by somebody that really was in the business and knew what they were doing. And, and what other person than Coco Rocha? I mean, she's yeah. fabulous. You started at the top. <laughs> I know. The top. You have to submit an application. I was told that they only accept like 5% of the applicants that they get. So I was pretty honored and, and truly blessed to have had this experience. And uh, you go and you participate with, I think it was a class of 30. And mm -hmm. we go through pose class and runway class. And then they've got classes on contracts, like what you should expect when you're with an agent, when you're freelancing. And, and wow. then, you know, they talk about social media as well. But you create such a wonderful experience with going to Coco Roach's model camp of this nice little package with this pretty little bow on top that gives you everything that you need to really hit the ground running to get into modeling as a profession or into fashion or editorial or commercial or whatever. But it was just a wonderful and incredible experience. And then you make such a bond with the other women that you go to this camp with. So here's another opportunity to make new friends. Yeah. And so I connected with some wonderful women that I will keep in contact with. And we're going to share each other's adventures in this crazy fashion biz. So I love it. What's well, kudos to you to continue learning, right? You have a skill and you're continuing to hone that skill and you're not too proud to say, hey, I can learn from someone else and who better to learn from than Coco? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience and I'm, I'm looking very forward to what that next thing is for me. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, Wendy, I know a lot of people think about pageants with Miss America and Miss USA and are not as familiar with pageants for women who are in their 30s. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that world? And also, do you have any advice for anyone who might be interested in entering the pageant world? So what you want to do is, one, do your research. You have to mm -hmm. do the research. Google or whatever your search engine may be. 
just type in the pageants uh, pad. You can type in pageantry for women over 35. You can type in plus size pageantry, curvy pageantry, you know, whatever it may be, and then start doing research on the pageant system. So a lot of people that get into pageantry at a younger age, they're like, oh, I want to wear that. I'm going to get a crown and it's so sparkly and ooh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> we love crowns. We love crowns. I have both of my crowns here just in case you wanted to see them. I, I do have them. Uh, I, I carry them with me. I, I wear them I around it. the house. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I would wear it every day, Wendy, to work <laughs> when you're ultrasounding people. Yeah, exactly. So the important thing is to do the research because if you win the title, you are that representative for that system for the entire year until you crown that successor. And then you'll be legacy. So right now I am legacy with Miss Plus World. Miss Plus World is an incredible pageant system. It was the one that I connected with when I did my research about how their values are. They match my values. Did the research, found the system that was best for me, and then I started preparing. A lot of people think you're just going to show up for the pageant and you're going to wear a pretty gown and you're going to talk to people. No, I trained, trained. Yes, trained. I trained <laughs> for a year, for a year. And what I would do is anytime I was walking in my house, I was doing my gown walk or I was doing, <laughs> it was always wow. interesting to be in my house at that point. Interviews. <laughs> and then I was doing interviews. I was answering questions. I went onto the, you know, the internet and I Googled pageant questions and started reading one of those off per day. And then I worked with a coach. I had a pageant coach that I met with once a month. And a lot of people think, that you don't have to do that. Oh, it's just for people showing up and looking pretty. No, it's not. You got you got to prepare. Yeah. And with anything else, any endeavor you do, do your research. Prepare for it. And then embrace it and have it mm -hmm. be a part of who you are. Well, I know a lot of the younger pageants is for scholarship money. What sort of things are people or the winners, the queens getting in the pageants for older contestants? So for older contestants, I actually got a prize package, Ooh. which included a certain amount of dollars and then all these wonderful prizes. You'll usually get a fee that will help to float some of your expenses that you're going to have mm -hmm. throughout the year. That's another thing. Pageantry is very expensive. It's very expensive. Typically, you to travel is handled by you or sponsorships that mm. you get from organizations or airlines. I actually uh, received outfits from a company called Sophisticated Curves. I'm a brand ambassador for them. You know, that's how you got to kind of do it. I'm still waiting for my outfits to be rolling in. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Who are you telling? <laughs> my husband's ready for the outfits to be rolling in too. <laughs> I want to ask you a bit of advice. And I want to be mm. super open and, and transparent. Okay. You know, like you, I do many different things. And sometimes when you're doing many different things, you feel like you're not excelling as much as you should. Right. And it can become a little overwhelming. Sometimes you think maybe you're not good enough. Yeah. Not necessarily that you you compare yourself to other people, but... You just become tired and you just want to, to really touch and feel 
the benefits and, and the blessings and the jewels of all that you're doing. So mm-hmm. what advice do you have for people who are working, who are striving, who are doing, but they don't see the results right away? You can be doing something and, and you mentally don't feel like you're doing it well, but other people see differently. And I, so that would be my first lesson is remember that we are our own worst critics. Yeah. And so that's, that's the first thing. Wow. And the second thing is do what you're passionate about, because whatever you're mm-hmm. passionate about, things will come to fruition at some point down the road. If they don't happen right away, when you're passionate about something, you're putting all that effort and all that push into this and it will eventually come to fruition. And the third thing is to think strategically. You need to step Mm -hmm. out of the box and think of other avenues to get you to your ultimate end goal that you want to get to. A lot of people skip out on that. They just say, oh, this person did this, so I'm going to do this. No, it's not about that. It's about finding your own path to get to that goal to achieve what it is. And if it's going to be something that nobody else has ever done, then be a trailblazer. There's nothing wrong in being a trailblazer and starting something new because something miraculous will come out of it. And it sounds like you also have a lot of patience and that you are able to continue working even when things aren't coming immediately to you. Yeah. Yes, it's always important to have a job that pays the bills. <laughs> well, that's true. Tell my kids that. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> but have a job that pays the bills, but also leaves time for your passions. I think that's yes. important as well. Absolutely. And I thought I also think that when you need to take time to reset and recharge, because let's face it, we're there's d- depression. Mental health is such a a huge concern today. Absolutely. And and whenever you need to take that mental health break and just reset, recharge, and take a breath and understand that it's going to be okay, pick yourself back up and keep plugging forward. And some people need more help than that. They can't do it on their own. And they seek therapy. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting some help for that. That's great advice. So, Wendy, as you know, every episode, we ask for fashion advice that we call a runway takeaway. And what is the runway takeaway that you have for our spritzers this episode? So, as a woman that has been curvy all her life, right here, (laughs) but I do have friends that have also struggled with clothing because of the way that they maybe don't like how their hips look, they're too small, they're whatever it may be, you create your uniqueness by just being you. Yeah. The fashion that you wear is the extension of that personality. So make Mm. your personality shine in what you feel fabulous in. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Wendy. It's been inspiring and you are just an incredible person. And I can't wait to see what the next layer is that you have in your life. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. I had a lot of fun. This was great. Hey, spritzers, research, prepare, 
embrace. Those are words from Miss Wendy Roach. We're out of here. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Spritz with Carl and Jamie. A production of Hanger Studios. You can follow us on Instagram at the Spritz Pod, on Facebook at the Spritz. And you can find this amazing Spritzy Ritzy podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you may find your podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us. Thank you, guys.